and welcome to another edition of Conversations with Clint, where we uh, take on the issues, we talk about what's going on in Harrisburg, and really sit down and talk about it. Now, normally we do this um, at my house or on my back porch, but today I'm down here in Harrisburg and I thought we would use this fancy studio. Uh, so if it looks a little more professional, that's why. So, uh, but thank you so much for joining in and uh, thank you for your, all of your support of our podcast. And I'm joined today by uh, Representative Mike Reese of the 59th District, Westmoreland County. Um, Mike has been a true champion for House Bill 2787. Um, this was your bill, uh, Mike, and we were uh, just up on the floor of the House a few minutes ago doing an override vote. This is the bill that would have allowed school districts uh, to come up with a safe scenario to allow super, uh, spectators, mm -hmm. <laughs> parents, grandparents, to come watch their kids um, in extracurricular activities. Um, and we did an override vote today. I'll let you talk a little bit about that. But sure. before we get to the override vote, talk a little bit about um, what brought us to this point. Why did we need this bill in the first place? And uh, let's start there. Thanks, Clinton. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate oh, it. You are always welcome on conversations. All right, that's Clinton. great. First of May to come, right? That's right. So, um, so look, uh, this actually started back on August 6th, whenever Governor Wolf then stated he thought it would be unwise to have any kind of extracurricular activities take place in the fall in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. As a matter of fact, he said we shouldn't have any kind of events, um, sporting activities, or any kind of extracurricular activities with our kids until at least January 1st. So, of course, that sent shockwaves through the sports community, and moms, dads, grandmas, and grandpaps became very upset um, based on that recommendation. So we started working uh, on a bill, House Bill 2787, that you had mentioned, that would provide some level of certainty to our communities. Right. And, and what we did was we basically said, okay, you know, the governor said to school districts, you guys go ahead and figure out how to return to fall school, whether it be online, a hybrid program, or in person, safely. Right. So basically what we did was we followed that same model in House Bill 2787, except we plugged in sports and extracurricular activities. So our bill was empowering our local elected officials to figure out, number one, how to have sports safely, but then number two, how to let moms, grandmas, grandpaps, dads, brothers, sisters watch. Right. And it's so important. It is such a, a great avenue and outlet for these kids. You know, mm -hmm. you, you played sports. I did. Um, yeah. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So I'm, I was an athlete growing up. I uh, played baseball and football. And um, for me, it was an opportunity to go on to college and, and receive an education while I, I played football. Um, you know, but I, I got to tell you, it, it's more than just, you know, moving on to higher education or right. it, it's about developing life skills. You, you know, when you're on that field of play, and I don't care if it's basketball, volleyball, soccer, swimming, um, you know, you learn things. You, you learn how to lose. That's a really tough thing, right? Right. Like, nobody likes to lose. But when you lose, there's an opportunity for growth. And you learn from that. You, you learn when you get knocked down, you figure out what did you do wrong? You know, what, what could you have done better? And then you pick yourself back up and you find a better path towards success. So activities like that are really important for growth in our children. It's, it's not only for our children, too, but then for their guardians, parents, grandparents to help support them in the midst of those losses or those wins. Joe Emmerich, uh, state representative, did a, a phenomenal speech last week, I, probably one of the best I've ever heard. I mean, yeah. he was so emotional and hearing him talk about coming out of the locker room and seeing his dad there to congratulate him or pick him up after a loss. And, yep. and that's, that's a huge role that our parents and our grandparents play in our kids' lives. 
And so right now our school districts are, a lot of them are playing sports mm -hmm. and, and extracurricular activities, which is awesome. But the governor had put on there no spectators. And, or, or, or now, you know, we could do 250 or 25, which doesn't make sense. In a, you spoke on the floor today about a volleyball, you know, match having 25 people in the gymnasium and then we have big box stores or, you know, they have way more. Talk a little bit about the common sense behind this and, and then we'll talk about the vote today. Yeah, I, I think maybe I would call it the lack of common sense, yeah. Um, right? Yeah, because, I probably should, yeah, yeah, the lack of common sense. Right, because, I mean, this. most reasonable people can sit down and say, okay, all right, we need to be safe. There's this virus that can be dangerous depending on what your situation is. So let's just be careful and move forward with life. Um, in the case of perhaps a Friday night, um, whenever you have football players, you have band members, you have cheerleaders, you have all the staff to support that, the refs, uh, the scorekeepers, you could be well over 250 at that event before you put anybody in the stands. Um, in some of these facilities, depending on where you are in the Commonwealth, because we have a very diverse Commonwealth, some of these facilities can hold six, 7,000 people in them. So the, the idea that you can't safely social distance and be careful as an adult while you watch your loved one participate is just silly. And I love using the example, Clint, I gotta share this. Girls volleyball, we're in girls volleyball season. And like you said, indoor limits, 25 people. So you have um, the players, you have the coaches, um, the athletic trainers, the reps, the scorekeepers. You're well over 25 before you have everybody there that's already involved right. in the game. Um, you're not putting anybody in the stands. So what do we have schools doing? We have some schools literally asking their girls to sit out in the hallway or sit out in the parking lot and wait to be substituted into the game. It's, it's just silly. And, and look, these are big gymnasiums that hold right. five, six, 700 people, depending on, again, on the school district you're in. And, and you, have, you have literally right next door big box stores that have a very similar footprint to those gymnasiums where you have six, 700 people in there shopping. Right. But somehow that's safe, but sitting in a gymnasium to watch your loved one participate in activity, that's not safe. It's not logical. Well, and, it, and people saw that, or the members saw that on September 2nd. We voted this piece of legislation. We had 155 votes here in the House of Representatives veto-proof majority, you know, in the, in the House. And in the Senate was the same thing, overwhelming majority. Um, this went to the governor. He decided to veto it at the very last minute. We came down here to Harrisburg today, and, and I came down here totally with the expectation that this was going to be an easy override. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't want to vote for your grandparents and, and your parents to be able to watch their, their kids, you know, play sports? Who doesn't want to, who doesn't want to do that? Yeah. So, so we all came down here today totally thinking that this is going to be an opportunity for the people of the Commonwealth to win. Right. To, to, to stand up and say, we're, we're, we're done with this, this the, the lack of common sense, you know, and this, was, this is a vote we can make. We went in there, we, we, we put the vote, you, you did a great speech. We heard, we started to hear some people on the other side of the aisle that were yes as before, and then all of a sudden we're speaking against the bill. And I, I sat there and I thought, this isn't, this isn't good. Like this is gonna go in a direction we, didn't, we weren't expecting. And that, that was true. And we, only, we needed 135, I believe, and we ended mm -hmm. up with 130. So there were well over 20 people that flipped their votes. Talk a little bit about what were some of the thoughts going through your mind in the midst of when, when we're, we're watching the board go green and red, um, what were your thoughts? Yeah, so whenever the governor originally vetoed this bill, I, to me, that was a signal that the governor simply has no trust in our local communities or our locally elected officials. And out of touch with reality. And, and very And much. common sense. Very, very I mean, much. I don't know when the last time he was north of Route 80. Yeah, that's a great question. I would love to know that. Yeah, pro probably, so, probably been a while. So, it's been a while. And, and, and so, 
you know, that was obviously very disappointing when the governor decided to veto the bill, uh, again, showing lack of trust in locally elected officials. But then when we came to the floor, and like you, I was optimistic because we had 155 yes votes, a very bipartisan vote uh, the first time around. And, uh, you know, whenever 24 members on that side of the aisle flipped, I, I was, to be honest with you, kind of taken back by it. Yeah. I was very, very surprised. That's a tough thing to do. I'm not sure how those members go home and explain that to the people that they represent. Well, the, I, and I, folks, you need to reach out to your, your members. You need to find that list. And if they did not stand for, for you today, but they stood with you, you know, back on September 2nd, I think we need to ask the question why. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's, it's, it's a legitimate, very, very good question to ask them because I don't know what changed from September 2nd to September 20, what's today, the 24th. Yeah. Like, I, I, we have to be consistent. We have to stand for common sense. And, and I, I know it was frustrating for you. I could see it on your face. Mm -hmm. um, I know a lot of us in, that were out there, you know, supporting you through this were frustrated. Um, but I'm frustrated for my, and I know people, people back home get tired of me saying the word frustrated, so I'm sorry. That's just... But, but it's, 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 it's the emotion that we're, that we're all feeling. Right. Because we, we want to be there for our, for our, our kids and our grandparents and, and, and moms and dads that want to support those kids. Um, so, so when we're down here and we're, we're you know, just you know, putting, you know, putting up these great votes and then other people just kind of back off and don't stand for what's right, true, and just, yeah, the only emotion that I can think of is frustrating. So, so now, now there's a couple things I want to touch on. Mm -hmm. So where does this go from here? So at this point, we did a motion to reconsider the bill. So, so basically, that uh, veto override can sit in our chamber, and we can pull it up anytime we might need to. Um, I would say this, though. The good thing is um, we had a federal judge with some common right. sense who said that the governor's order dealing with 250 for outside events, 25 for inside events, uh, that order was unconstitutional. And uh, obviously the governor and the attorney general uh, requested a stay of that order while they appealed that decision, and that stay was denied, which means basically that order is no longer in line. So that's a that's a positive here. That's a win. That's a win, folks. That's a win. You know, if 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 that's and, and that did stand, and, and they'll they'll go ahead and do the appeal. Yep. And, and and but while they're appealing, what happens? Hey, back to normal, really. I mean, right. I would encourage every single school district in the Commonwealth, um, because it's your decision. However, you want to deal with this, go ahead and figure out a health and safety plan, uh, how to put fans in the stands safely. Make sure you're following the CDC guidelines yep. and, and, and common sense rules. And, and, and go ahead and let these families see their loved one participate, whether it be a cheerleader this Friday night or a band member or, or a football player or a soccer player or a lacrosse player. Let them go and, and, and watch these, these kids play and participate. So that denial for the stay was so, so important. Big time. But this bill would have been important because there, there is another appeal process right. um, be in, you know, ongoing. But I appreciate your continued leadership on that. And I... I, you know, bringing this issue to the forefront of the conversation was so important and trying to do everything we can to, to, to make sure that parents can, can go watch their kids and their grandparents. Any closing thoughts? Well, I just want to thank you for your leadership and what you're doing down here. I got to tell you, as a new member, it's amazing to see the instant impact you're having in Harrisburg. Um, so as, as being secretary of the caucus and having worked with a lot of the freshman members, I just got to tell you, I'm impressed. And uh, thank you for all your work on this issue. 
hey, we're all pulling in the same direction and it's for all of our constituents to make sure that they have a good rock solid voice. Hey, that's it for today's conversation with Clint. We really appreciate everybody taking a few minutes uh, to tune in and uh, please reach out to any of our offices. That's what we're here for. We're here to serve you, help you in, in any state related issues. So please, please reach out and we'll look forward to helping you uh, in the near future. Look forward to talking to you soon.